we are live right now with the Painless Flipping Podcast. What's up, Investor Thrive Nation? I got my man right here, Musa. Al- oh, shoot, I practiced it. Musa Al-Salami? Al-Salani? Al-Sulamani. 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 Almost got it. I tried, man. That's, I tried. But it's close enough. That's awesome. It's close enough. I'm, I'm curious real quick. What um what nationality are you, man? I'm curious. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mix. I get that question a lot. So it's, Me it's, too, a, it's a Middle Eastern name, actually. My, my dad traveled to the Middle East when we were young, but I'm actually mixed with a few things uh, my, on my dad's side, uh, Eastern, a little Eastern European, Russian, Italian, and then my mother is Indian, but, wow. you know, Indian, and she's Israeli as well, but but she's from, in, her ethnicity is Indian, so pretty much mixed with a lot, but Indian, Russian, Italian, That's mixed awesome. with a few, few different things. The reason why I ask you that, bro, is because I get that asked all the time to me, and, you know, when, when you're brown like us, people just like they don't even know they're like a mexican yeah. like, you know they <laughs> and then you just kind of oh, told yeah. me and you're like no one's ever guessing that right like that's just it's hard to guess what people are like for me i'm half chilean half white like straight american oh wow. uh, so and i look depending on how big my beard is you know i'll get muslim right i'll get middle eastern and then i get it short and then people are like hispanic i you know how it is what, Man, yeah mine's depends. the same way but it's, it's a blessing though you know you can go whatever way you want to go you know you <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you're at fit in a little bit so I, yeah. I think it's a blessing no it is man it's a blessing and i honestly think as like time goes on everyone i mean everybody's mixed Every, I, it doesn't matter how you break down you look at the dna everyone's you know mixed and unless it's just you know some person that's just pure actually one of my neighbors is uh i, I think i'm saying this right she's 99 percent askanachi jew just 99 mm-hmm. like no 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 mixtures i guess all through her dna which i thought was amazing wow. but anyway hey man uh really happy to have you on here for everybody's watching you know i brought moose on here because he was referred to me by uh anthony kassar and uh you know i always love getting in front of winners getting in front of people that uh we can learn from and you know as you know the painless flipping podcast is about real estate it's about entrepreneurs it's about winner the winner mentality and musa this guy's a winner you know he's got he's got a business he's guy he's 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 up boxing people he's a fighter and i love learning from people like this and i i think everyone can so today we're going to dive into what he's about what he's doing right now or his journey and uh, a little bit about his business too right because you you're an inventor right yeah so yeah i'm an inventor i have a ton of different products this logo here uh, amazon fba gorillas i have a course teaching others how to do product development launch product from scratch invent products scratch come up with creative ideas for products, come up with solutions for problems that exist in, in the market, yeah. uh, how to develop it, how to manufacture, how to find those manufacturers, um, just really, you know, from ground up on how to not only choose the right product to sell on Amazon, but how to actually invent and design and manufacture products as well. So that's from the business side. We can dive into that, but um, no, we yeah, definitely yeah, have to. Well. Yeah, we definitely have to dive into the business and the fighting aspect. That's amazing. So let's kind of start. I got so many questions about the business because I'm in the real estate world, bro. I've never honestly even heard about like inventor. Well, I've heard of about inventors, but I didn't know about courses about I don't even know the first thing you would do to like if you had an idea how to develop that product. No idea. So I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. And I'm sure a lot of people watching yeah. this will definitely be interested in reaching out. And I have in the description, everybody I have his um, Instagram. It's moose underscore 777. Is that right? That's right. Moose underscore seven seven seven. Moose like the animal. That's like it. A, That's it. Like a moose. <laughs> Is that like your everyone, nickname or something? Does everyone call you that or? Yeah, everyone asks you know how I got that name. It's it's my name's Musa, so just naturally people call me Moose. <laughs> like you know when people when people hear like yo Moose is coming and they haven't met me, they think it's this big guy coming. And uh, I'm not small, but I'm, you know they're thinking like a big fat dude coming through. Yeah. 
That's awesome. But just Moose. Moose. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, everybody hit them up, but let's kind of dive into the nitty gritty of it. So before we even get into like your business, I want to get to know a little bit about your background and how you even got into uh, product development and fighting. Like I know the boxing, you you must have been doing that for a while before you went to college or got into your business. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. I've been boxing all my life. I've been boxing since I was a little kid. My dad was a boxer and kind of, you know, taught me. I grew up in Philadelphia um, and boxing is kind of the sport in Philadelphia. So Mm -hmm. I grew up boxing in Philadelphia. My dad was a boxer and um, just from a young age, being in the boxing gyms, training, fighting. Um, And then I got to a point where I had a lot of success as a kid. I got to a point where, you know, I started playing football in, in high school and um, I wanted to play football in college as well. I had a few injuries and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, coming to Penn State, I wound up uh, boxing at Penn State and kind of fell back in love with the sport from, you know, wow. my childhood and things like that. And um, just, you know, boxed, boxed throughout college and, um, you know, won a national title while at Penn State. And that's what where you I, won a national you know, title boxing, bro. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Thank you. Dang. Okay. Well, for everybody that's watching this, hey, you got you got a boxing champion right over here. That's sick. Okay. Sorry to hit your interrupt your flow, man. But I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, that's kind of where I ran it. You know, met Bo Bo Nickel and, and Anthony Kazar, and you know, Philadelphia, where I'm from, they don't really wrestling is not a big sport. So I, I never really heard or I've heard of it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you hear like WWE and things like that, but, <laughs> yeah. and there's a distinction yeah. between real wrestling and fake wrestling, but you know, we didn't have it in, in high school. Um, so coming to college and, and meeting those guys, this, this was where I started really getting exposed to, to wrestling. And mm-hmm. when I kind of saw it, when I kind of saw it live, I was like, dang, this is, this is cool. Like this is real yeah. competitive and, and, and tough. And it reminded me a lot of boxing. Um, so then that's when I started getting with them and we talked about this kind of MMA uh, dream and kind of transitioned them from wrestling to MMA and then me from boxing into MMA. And MMA is, is really on the rise now, so it's on the climb. So it's just something that, you know, I got interested in. And then uh, Bo opened up the gym here in Happy Valley in State College, um, just right next to the, the Penn State facility. And okay. it was just a, a perfect situation. So, you know, from then for, you know, about two years now, we've just been training full time uh, to make this MMA run. And it's been like an you know an awesome experience. Wow, that's amazing. Is is the gym pretty pretty busy? They got like quite a few people that go out there and train over there. In oh the yeah, state? it's a it's an awesome gym. Like if you're in State College, uh, Happy Valley, or, or you know around Penn State, uh, this is definitely the, the gym to pull up. We have uh, a world class, um, a fifth degree black belt uh, teaching the jujitsu class. We have another guy. He's coming back in. He's like a four time, four or five time world Muay Thai uh, champion, and obviously oh, following a lot of those guys. So it's it's a it's a really good gym. It's open to the public as well for for um you know open classes and things like that. Uh, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, and then we also have our pro class that we um you know we train in the morning. The guys that are are looking to compete and, and fight professionally. So yeah, wow. it's, it's definitely busy. It's popping off, and it's it's a young gym. It's only been around for a couple of years, so you know we're only growing. That's amazing, dude. So I got a question for you about fighting in the gym. If you were to like uh, just pick one skill set, you might be biased to boxing, but with just one skill set, Adam, let's just say wrestling, jujitsu, Muay Thai, boxing, like let's just say those four, which one would you want to be the best in the world at when it comes to fighting in the ring? Because I I don't know. I thought you were going to hit me with the Bradley Martin question. Oh, is that you is that the same? That? Does he ask the same thing? <laughs> no, he goes. Uh, he's like, he goes. I'm I'm two sixty. I'm two sixty. I just want to ask you. He has like a professional <laughs> fighter. He's like, can you beat me? I'm two sixty. <laughs> like it's fun. It's a clip that that's been going viral. But I will have to check that out. Um, yeah, I guess for me, it's uh, 
I mean, I'm I'm biased, but I would say uh, I would say boxing is a great base. I think you know, mm. for me, boxing is just a great base, especially just to um, just to learn the base basics, uh, yeah. learn that footwork. A lot of people think boxing is all about your hands, but it's I would say about it's about seventy percent you know footwork and uh, your mind. It's a bit it's a chess match. So if you if you wow. understand really good positioning and footwork and everything like that, I think a lot of, a lot of it translates. So it's it's kind of a, a funny like like debate people like to have like which one's the best in the street and yeah yeah and all that i think there's there's no there's no good good fight in the street you know with this nowadays you know obviously people have weapons and things like that so <laughs> for me it's good, to, it's good to have your hands you know let a couple let a couple go and then get out of there you don't want to be tussling with anyone on the ground and uh somebody's no, always come sure. up just be able to land a couple shots, be able to throw your hands and get out of there. And also, you know, teaches you uh, a ton of confidence and a, and a, touch of and a ton of discipline. Same thing with wrestling. Just being up here and wrestling with these guys is wrestling is a is a sport that I've grown to respect. And it's it's tough. Like, you know, you, you get in there and you're there to work. There's guys that are been doing it for a long time. And right. uh, if you're not coming prepared and ready, you're going to you're going to pay. So, well, yeah, Every, all the mission are the all the martial arts you gotta once you once you really get in there and do it you you grow to respect and uh, have a, a natural respect for it um so definitely no i love that and i love the fact that you brought up that it's a chess game right because like whether it's wrestling jujitsu boxing it's all like a chess match right like countering you know trying to figure out what 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 strategy to use so uh let's go back to you know growing up as a boxer and then obviously you you won the championship in, in, in penn state but how did that, um, your mindset, like how did being a boxer growing up, how did that affect your mindset like throughout your life? Like were you uh, always motivated to do whatever, whatever you went out, were you ready to crush it? Like just kind of curious, like how, you know, being a b boxing helped you out? Yeah, I think um, it's one of those things that, you know, I think as a man, every, every everybody should challenge himself, you know, man, woman, whatever you should, you should definitely challenge yourself. And, and for me, stepping in like a ring, stepping in a cage is probably one of the most challenging things, you know, mentally, physically, it's not just, you know, what everybody sees uh, on the night of the fight. Obviously you got a ton of preparation. You have a, you have a ton of hard work and, and it's also a, a, a mind game. So you, you're, you're fighting with yourself. Um, it's not just a battle with the guy in front of you. A lot of times the guy that's going right. to step in that ring, he's the least of your worries, right? The least of your worries is yourself. So, you know, for me, it's like those months leading up to the fight, you, you, you're you're dealing with, you know, the, the mind tricks that your brain plays on you. You know, you're, you're about to get in the ring with this guy that's, you know, wants to kill you, you know, wants to knock you out in front of everyone. So <laughs> you have to know, understand that. You have to live with that and you have to control that in your head. Um, so you have to be able to control your emotions. You have to be able to be able to prepare in the right way. So yeah, the, all, all these things kind of just teach you like a baseline, you know, how to be disciplined, how to prepare for something. Um, not just because, you know, in fighting, boxing, whatever it is, it's not like, uh, I don't know, getting ready for chess or something like you can seriously mm -hmm. get hurt. You know, you can, you can walk in and then walk out a, a different person. You know, you can um, seriously get damaged and, and it's, it's, it's not a joke. So you have to be prepared. There's no, like, uh, I'm going to kind of have half-ass this camp or, or half-ass yeah. training or, or maybe my cardio isn't right you have to make sure you're, you're you're fully fully prepared and a lot of people they don't have that consequence going into like business you know until it really sets in like i'm dead broke and the consequence yeah. now is like if, I, if i'm not successful i'm not gonna eat and so yeah. you know just having that consequence at the end of the tunnel like i'm gonna be in there and, and and forcing yourself to do it like a lot of people they maybe they say they're gonna go and do a fight but it, it, it never happens because it's like when it really sets in 
and that's when it becomes different, you know, yeah, that, that, that sure. consequence becomes real. And, and so that's kind of translated, you know, over into business where it's like, you know, maybe the consequence, maybe I don't need the money right away, but I've already instilled in myself that preparation uh, for something that can be um, a, a big consequence at the end. So it's really taught me how to prepare for things, um, how to, you know, mentally uh, be disciplined and how to, you know, instill that hard work and uh, dedication and everything like that. And also confidence, a, a sport like boxing or, um, or wrestling or, or you know, jujitsu, whatever it, it, it instills confidence to where, you know, you can, you can handle your stuff wherever you go. Yeah. I think that just trans translates over, you know, in life. No, that's, that's, that's interesting. Cause I also have like the extreme confidence in myself to the point where like, there was this guy at my gym who, you know, I looked at him. I was like, I'm, I'm a great wrestler in my opinion. I think I'm good. And I went and he creamed me, bro. And I was like, later found, out that you know he was a, he was in the MMA for like 10 he was an older guy right but you know he was MMA fighter but like in my mind I was so confident bro I was like I can do this but it, it's interesting how like getting into sports doing what you did like yeah you pretty much probably go into pretty I would say anything with confidence right because you're like hey I'll figure it out I'm gonna work hard <laughs> I'm assuming you'll figure it out or, or it's not that bad like it's that you know it's not this guy's not gonna be punching me in my face you know like doing like a doing a podcast with you it's like yeah yeah you're not swinging on me right now so <laughs> not swinging on you so we're, we're, this is better than uh you know yeah you can handle this bro. No so this is, this that's is so cool like obviously yeah you can get like uh worked up some people get psyched up but for me i'm like oh like i just i just walked out and you know front x amount of people and, and got locked in a cage and we went at it so now it's like all right let's go do this podcast all right no, no big deal <laughs> Bro, podcasts are probably the easiest thing that fighters deal with, right? They're like, oh, I got to talk for a couple, you know, a little bit. No problem. Yeah, it's interesting, though. But, uh, you know, s sometimes it's not that way because, you know, a lot of fighters, they deal with just the fighting aspect and they don't they don't branch out into, you know, academics or or, or communication or anything like that. So um, sometimes it can be, you know, they can find themselves in deep waters, uh, just like the other way around, where if a, if a podcast host maybe steps in the ring or something, I'm not saying you, you you've got some yeah. experience but you know whatever like some guys no, just don't sure. don't prepare for that and, and it's, it's tough but do you know what kind of i i didn't watch this fight because i don't really get into this but it looked like i saw like highlights nate diaz versus that jake paul guy it looked like nate didn't even train bro i don't know if you saw any of that i don't know if you're cool with nate diaz but uh, yeah i like, watched it actually do, did, did it look I like watched. nate was like i don't know i just saw highlights i was like man it looked like nate's just like not really even trying that hard i don't know what's your he opinion tried, on that I think he I think he definitely tried. I think he, um, I think he, he's an MMA guy. You know, he's he's uh, boxing is a different sport. There's a different rule sets. There's a different uh, cardio. Um, so when you have a guy like Jake Paul, he's taking it serious. He's t he's training yeah. every day with the with the best uh best trainers, best you know athletic trainers. Best he's training with you guys too, right? Doesn't he train with you guys? Yeah, he, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like our guys like you know Bo go up there and, and and train and things like that so he's he's doing all the right things and um he's he's not no he's not a slouch he has a lot of power he, and and the way he's moving around the ring you could tell that he he's been getting the right advice and and things like that but um anything do you think people that you just do, take him do you think people just take him like they don't take him serious or do you think they do well i think people take him serious now i think they see what yeah. Because, you know, in the beginning, he just had a, a lot of power. You know, anybody can yeah. just naturally have power. And, um, you know, he's a YouTube guy with some power. And you went in and knocked a couple of guys out. But now you can see the progression to where he's not just throwing power. He's setting the guys up. He's moving his feet. He's throwing a jab to the body. You know, he's setting the guy up for the overhand. I mean, he's doing a lot of the right things. He's wrong with the punches. So he's doing a lot of a lot of things that, you know, high-level boxers, you know, high-level, um, it takes a long time to, to master. But the thing is, he's kind of um, fast-tracked because he has, yeah. number one, he has 
the best trainers, you know, the best sparring partners, the best facility. People don't understand how uh, how powerful that can be. And he also he's he's in a situation where he has the money uh, to invest in that and not worry about a paycheck or or not worry about, um, you know, how he's going to pay the bills. He can he can do all that and also and just focus full time on training. Um, so, you know, like I, I I've been doing MMA now for a while. And I just went back to Philly and just got pure boxing work. And mm-hmm. it, I almost forgot the the intensity, the the level of detail that uh, a boxing trainer will point out versus like an MMA yeah. because it's, uh, it's more to it, right? You can't focus on boxing the whole camp or you can't focus yeah. on boxing. But when you're specifically focused on boxing, every little detail matters. Every little detail is, is, is crucial. And if, you know, you, you, you let your guard down for a second or you, or you start biting on a faint like that, you know, you can, you can get caught. And that's just something that a guy like, uh, uh, Nate Diaz, he's, he's Mm. just probably not training specifically boxing for that long a period of time. And, and, and I think he actually looked a lot better uh, because he probably been training boxing for a little bit now for the fight, but, uh, mainly all his life, you know, he's just focused on, on like jujitsu boxing, uh, and, and that's a sport in itself. Yeah. That mixed martial fun. arts. Well, maybe, bro, maybe I should watch it, man. Maybe I'm just uh, one of those guys that just talking before he's even seen it. But, um, I have one of the comments that just came through is, do you think the fights are fixed? I personally just going to say, I don't think so just because you can tell that he's far superior. Right. And I would say fixed is like, they don't try, but yeah, you probably heard that too. Right. Like, Hey, these, these fights are fixed. Yeah, they're, no, they're not fixed. I mean, no. even, even like uh, earlier in Jake Paul's career when he knocked, I think he knocked out. Um, Was uh, it Woodley? Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. You, you, there's no, there's no way you're fixing that. I mean, you, you, I, like I can guarantee, I can bet someone right now to put your arms on your side and fall face down on like your on like a mat on a hard yeah. mat. Uh, for for a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, you probably will naturally flinch. And if you watch right. him on the camera, he fell straight down and landed on his oh. face. Like there, there's some things that you can't really. There's stuff, there's stuff on the back end that you can do to make things you know go in your favor. And I definitely think that happens. Like in terms of just the the clauses and the mm. the time the fight take place, the amount of rounds. The, there's right. all types of things that you can kind of coordinate. But at the end of the day, the rule set is the same for both fighters. So and they both agree to it. So nothing is fixed there. And, and you got to be a, both to to, co- to coordinate both fighters to fix a fight like that. It's going to be very yeah. tough. Um, no, I agree. I, I don't. I, I agree with you. Yeah. So let the me ask you a question. Takes a fall, you know. If a guy takes a fall, and obviously Jake Paul's not taking a fall or anything like that. Nah, man. No, no, you're right, bro. And like you said, he's in. He's all in. You know, you 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 see it, and uh, looks like he's she's straight. Like he's bought in. He's focused. So that's sick. So let me ask you a question about business and fighting. Do you think? Because I've been reading a ton of business books, and pretty much all the masterminds I go to, they're always like focus on one thing. Do you think like? just kind of curious to be honest, like, is it going to be difficult for you to run your, your business, your courses and your inventions and be a top level fighter? Do you feel like you're going to have to choose between one? Tell me what your your thoughts on that are. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely tough, especially in the beginning when, when, you know, you're not established, but I've been doing uh, the this business thing since I was in in college and and I've done a lot of the hard work, you know, when I was in college and when I was doing all the product development myself and and things like that, the manufacturing myself. But now I got to a point now where um, I think at a certain point to be successful in business, you have to, you have to understand how to delegate. And I I think Mm -hmm. somebody said, you know, you have to learn how to uh, work on your business, not in your business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people get caught up with um, with an ego or, you know, thinking that they're the only ones that or they're going to do the best job at everything. So like in my business, there's a ton of different tasks that I can, of course, do myself. And I feel very confident doing myself or I can outsource, I can hire, I can do all these different things and trust that, you know what, maybe this guy isn't running a, a, a full 
you know, blown business, but maybe he's really good at, um, you know, 3D design, or maybe he's really good at uh, PPC campaigns on Amazon, or, or maybe he's uh, really good at XYZ. So just understanding how to delegate in your business, um, especially as a young business owner, just having that mindset. And, and obviously in the beginning, maybe you don't have the, the money to, to outsource everything. You have to kind of do some of the heavy lifting yourself. Right. But as you know, you have to understand how to, uh, how to delegate and how to use other people's uh, time, you know, to your advantage. No, great answer. Leverage, leverage is the key to wealth, right? I think I was watching a, a Alex Formosi video. I don't know if you watch him, but he was just talking about leverage. You know, you want to make more money, you need to leverage more, more things, leverage time, leverage people. And you're exactly right. Like the e-myth, you know, you can't do it all. You can't in the beginning, you're almost got to, right? And then you can start delegating. Sounds like you, you've been doing it long enough that you're you know, starting to delegate. So let's go back to how you even got into this industry. Cause to be real, bro, I, when I was a kid, I was like, man, I want to, I want to invent stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know if that exists. I don't even know if that's a career. So I'd never really thought of it past like eight years old or 10 years old. How did you know about this path? Did you find it in college? Tell, tell, tell us about you went down that, that road. Yeah, it definitely wasn't in college. They, um, college is not really meant for, to teach, uh, you know, entrepreneurship or, or or things like that obviously they have some classes like that but i mm -hmm. think you know we all know that the, the the big businesses and things like that they invest in the colleges to to breed workers right so uh, you yeah. kind of have to like look outside of colleges in some degree but you can you know for me you can really use college as a resource um but you, you kind of have to do a lot of the heavy lifting outside of college and but for me the, the you know where i got started was actually in college um i was and I've always ha had like a, an entrepreneurial mindset, you know, always, always thought about different products and uh, things like that. But I never really, I guess, devoted myself to, to making a product, you know, a reality until I was in college. And at the time I was boxing and a problem that I came across was a lot of guys start to drop their hands, you know, uh, in training. And so I started working on this product to where um, it's a proximity sensor on a headband. And uh, when you mm -hmm. raise your hand and you start to drop your hands, it gives you just like an, a quick alert. So you, mm -hmm. you're able to pick your hands up and things like that. And it was just a, a training aid. So I just kind of dive, uh, dive into it, not knowing anything, right? Just kind of researching uh, different things. Um, Again, um, seeking knowledge from from other people who are, you know, this this guy was a uh, electrical engineer. I seek some of his knowledge and things like that. And then it okay. took a while, and then finally I hit a point where I guess I realized all the the hiccups in terms of de developing a tech product. So I had to get all these certifications, and obviously you're putting a product with a battery on top of people's heads, so <laughs> there can be some liabilities and things yes, like that. But that's where I kind of hit the ground running and 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 starting with a product, right? I just kind of um, just started messing around with it. And then, um, yeah, you got it, bro. Let's see this thing. Yeah. Well, this is actually another product. So, um, you know, while I was boxing a big headache, a lot of people, they have, um, they have these hand wraps, right? You have the hand wraps to, to, to wrap your hands up when, when you're, when you're boxing and whatnot. And so, you know, this product here, simply you put, you put the hand wraps in or you put the hook in, you close it and you, you, you roll up the, uh, you roll up your hand wrap, uh, really yes, quick. And then it's, or your hand wraps uh so this so you know going back to the other product it took me a while and then um i started working on this product started diving into uh, product design and i didn't know anything i'm talking like i knew nothing but i was just determined again like just like in boxing determined to learn mm -hmm. determined uh, 
you know, to learn about product development, things like that. So I just started learning about um, injection molding. And even um, a lot of people will take for granted some some design or some engineering that comes with some of these products, like a ketchup bottle. They have this little hinge here, and it's basically mm-hmm. just a, a, a plastic uh, piece okay. that's connected, but it's called a living hinge. And I had to do a ton of research on, on living, living hinges and understanding how they open and close and understanding the the mechanism hooking or, or um, uh, hooking groove mechanism on how to close uh, and how to snap these these things closed. So there's yeah, a ton man. of research it's learning from the ground up. You know, plastic injection molding, how our products develop, how to do, how to um, design a, pro- a plastic product. I guess these were just one of the first uh, products that I've I've developed. And at the that's time, a solid I, product, I, bro. That's a sub product yeah, right there. I just got to stop because uh, I, I boxed too growing up. Not like not like you, but I would the hand wraps, man. You got to wrap them back up. You know they get unraveled. That's a great invention, dude. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, you know first, and I guess the first product that, and, and so I was working on this product, and then I started branching out into some other sports. So I branched out into basketball, and I came out with a a, a product here. Uh, it's called the Flick Glove, and basically this product you put it around your wrist and your hand. And it forced to follow through when you shoot the basketball. Um, so you, you a hooper kind of, too, bro? You a hooper too? Uh, I just play for fun, but I knew a lot of guys who 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 played at Penn State and things like that. And I kind of yeah. you know sought out their expertise and some of the issues that they would have. And I see a lot of a lot of young basketball players they push the ball instead of mm-hmm. uh, flicking the ball, and, and that that flick forces forces a, a backspin on the ball. Yeah. Um, so I kind of have a funny story with this with this product. It was one of the first products that um, I that I actually launched on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't, I basically didn't have any money at the time. And I was like, you know what, like, I want to make this product. I know it's going to be a silicon product. It goes around my, my wrist. So um, I taught myself SolidWorks. I taught myself 3D design and have designed this product. And at that point, I, I knew nothing about, you know, manufacturing, but I did a little research, learned about injection molding uh, and things like that. And so what I did was I just 3D printed the mold. So I 3D printed the negative of this product. And then I had a bunch of silicon and I would pour the silicon into this mold, like in my dorm room. And I would squeegee the silicon off between classes and uh, pull them out in between classes and package them up. And little by little, I started, um, little by little, I, I, I got to a point where I had to decide where am I going to sell this product? Am I going to sell it retail online? And that's where Amazon FBA, that's where I got to know Amazon FBA and you know, Amazon, a lot of people know Amazon for just buying products, but there's a ton mm-hmm. of small businesses that uh, they make a, a living selling products on Amazon. So I uh, got into that. I launched the product on Amazon and literally within weeks, I started selling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of units. Wow, um, to a point, yeah, to a point to a point where I was like, you know what, I can't I can't manufacture this uh, product in my dorm anymore. Like this is this is getting crazy. Uh, so That's then fun. I, I 3D printed like six, seven molds. I had buddies helping me like pull them out and package them and, and ship them to Amazon. And, uh, you know, and what, then, and then what, that's when I'm but, curious real quick, like, did you do marketing or did you just lo- launch it and put it on Amazon and all of a sudden people are buying it? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah then, and at the time, this was eight, eight years ago, uh, eight years ago, nine years ago, I didn't really know much about Amazon FBA on, you know, the, the, the SEO, the, the keyword research, all, all mm-hmm. the different things, the perfect listing, you know, things like that. I just knew that. I got to take a few pictures. I got to, whatever. Just kind of did the, the, just a rough 
uh, launch. And so, uh, yeah, it was really nothing. Like I launched a product and, and, and I put the keywords and then people were just searching up like basketball training aids or shooting wow. and just finding the product. That's cool. And uh, yeah, so at a certain point, I got to a point where I was manufacturing so many or, or selling so many that I had to seek a manufacturer um, overseas and they, you know, had a, they did the injection molding, and that's where I have this uh, this more professional version now that I sell online, and, and it sells really well. So um, wow, it's just one of the, what's one the of margin my on that, I'm man? I'm I'm sure it's not. Yeah, what what would the margin be like? What you sell for, and what it costs to make, and get it out? Yeah, so uh, I think right now we've kind of got it down with the. It just depends on the bulk, the the number of units you buy. Obviously, the more units you buy, uh, the lower your your cost is going to be your landed cost uh so a product like this it really it also depends like for this is a little more expensive because we have mm -hmm. these um riveter and yeah, yeah. uh these snap buttons and it takes a little bit more technology to get these snap buttons in each one and then the amount mm -hmm. of snap buttons it is so it's a little more expensive product but you can get a, if it's just all silicon you know it's just an injection molding you have the uh the fixed cost of the injection molding uh mold and then after that i mean you can get uh, silicon products like this for i would say less than a dollar and uh, you know sell them for twenty dollars fifteen dollars twenty five whatever it may be so the margins are really good amazon amazon yeah. takes a, a little cut for fulfilling it but it, it's really competitive and um yeah so it, it, it's good really good margin at the end of the day that's awesome bro do you ever have anyone come to you and say hey man i got an idea will you make it and sell it on your thing give me a cut or has that happened? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually have a buddy of mine. He um he had an idea, and I told him um, anybody else, I would I would just say like I would just say like buy my course and, and it'll walk you through A to Z on how to do it yeah. yourself because I have a ton of different products and and I've I've I have like uh I have the course and I have fighting and everything like that. I don't have too much time, but it was a buddy mm -hmm. of mine and I I wanted to do business with him, so I said all right, well let's go in this together. And it's actually one of my one of my best selling products. So I have wow. a few, few products like. That. And do you have it with you? That, yeah, we'll have a, so here's one of the products it's called the, the drip pad. Okay. And this is actually a, a refrigerator um, drip catcher. So you put it in the, the, the fridge, um, the water dispenser, and it okay. absorbs all the extra drips. So you don't have that calcium build up and, and things like that in your, in your drip. Crazy. Man. So this product, uh, we, we got a design pad on it and, and, and there was a ton of knockoffs that came on Amazon after us. And, uh, we're waiting on this design pad and then, then we'll be, we'll be set, but it sounds really good. And, uh, so what is the our, design patent? How's that work? Is that like the knockoffs, the knockoffs, like get you paid? Uh, well, I guess the design patent is just protects the design, the utility okay. patent protects, uh, protects the utility of it. And anybody else that kind of see the product and try to knock it off, you can, we can get rid of them off of Amazon and kind of control the market. But, uh, wow. in the, in the beginning, yeah, just like a tip, like, uh, in the beginning when we have these knockoffs, we, we actually like to leave them up. Uh, we, even if we have a patent, so I have this product here. Um, this is actually one of my other products. It's mm -hmm. a, uh, it's a, it's called a vent cover. And it's a baby accessory uh, product. So I just recently had a, a kid. I actually have two kids now, but um, kids like to stick their fingers in the vent. You know, they can stick their fingers in the vent, get their toe caught in the vent, and they can get, you know, badly injured or cut themselves on the side of the vent. So all these are is just protective uh, covers. That way it can baby-proof the vent cover and protect the, the baby. So we launched this product. We got the patent on it, uh, design patent and utility patent. Um, but there's a ton of knockoffs that came into the market and in the course we talk about, you know, how to prevent, how to prevent that and, and prolong that. But 
the ton of knockoffs that came onto Amazon. And in the beginning, we're like, yo, let's just get rid of them. We have the, the patent, but we decided to let them stay because it's a new product. And in the beginning, when you have a new product, you have to educate the market on the product. Like you may, maybe right. you didn't know that it could be dangerous, right? Maybe someone doesn't know that event could be a hazard, or maybe someone know, doesn't know that this product exists. So a ton of these sellers that are knocking off the product, they're actually going out there and they're educating the market for me. They're paying that ad spend. They're paying the, 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 the ad spend on Amazon to expand the market to advertise in niches such as baby safety mm-hmm. or maybe advertise. Uh, on other listings, such as maybe like a uh, outlet cover and things like that. So they're spending a lot of the ad sense and all we do is advertise on their listing um, because we have mm. the, the, the most established listing and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, the reviews and all that. Strategy. Yeah, we have a ton of reviews and, and, and it's a, uh, we make sure that ours is quality and we have the branding and everything behind it. So, and then eventually once the market gets big, then we'll, we'll get, we'll get rid of them, come after them. So, but, so yeah. let's talk about your course really quick. So if someone was like, man, I want to invent something uh, they, they buy your course. So there's the investment right there. Is there any other investment that they need uh, to, to build a product? Like, do they need, do they need to like research the product they're wanting to make before they even make it to make sure even someone will buy it? Like how much money would someone need in order? Do you want to talk about how expensive your course is and the investment they would need to make, or do you want them to kind of reach out to you? Yeah. Right now the course is uh, $2,000, but, um, right now we, it's not open to the public. We have it for like a small group right now because we're, Um, we call it the founders program. And basically we're going to use, it's a small group of basically friends and family that want to launch products that have uh, sought out my expertise and things like that. So we're launching, we're, we're, we're making the products now we're launching the products and soon they're going to have products and numbers to show for uh, everything that I'm talking about and, and how successful these products can, can, can be. And then we have that, we're working on the website and everything right now, and it'll it'll become available, but there are also uh, other courses out there, uh, uh, other FBA courses specifically that you can purchase just to understand how to sell on Amazon. And then there's probably also other product development courses that teach uh, how to develop products. Uh, but, you know, my course is specifically um, to sell products on Amazon, but to gain uh, uh, an advantage over the neat, over the competitors. Because right now Amazon is really saturated, but they have the market. It's like social media. There's yeah. Everyone's just going on Amazon going on. So you definitely want to get a product on Amazon for that passive income, but you don't want to compete against all the other sellers. So you have to find a way to differentiate yourself. And um, just from me being creative and launching these different uh, strategies and creating these different products, I've been able to come up with these unique strategies that I haven't seen before. I've, I've seen versions uh, here and there, but um, obviously you have like a new product strategy. We have three other, we call it gorilla strategies because FBA gorillas, we call it gorilla strategies on how to choose the perfect product or how to make an adjustment or just there's different strategies like we talked about before and how they can get an edge over uh, the competition and also understand the manufacturing side, how to manufacture a product. Like you said, if you have an idea or if you don't even have an idea, how to come up with an idea, right? Because there's a science for everything. We all have a niche in our life that we have expertise on. We know like I just had a kid, so I understand um, the market, right? So I understand like what are some of the problems that arise within uh, my daily life, watching my kid or, or, or seeing them move uh, throughout the day. So then you can start using those problems to then uh, tie it back into Amazon, tie it back into a solution, tie it back into the manufacturing, tie it back into all these different strategies. Before you know it, you'll have a successful uh, product like this, this vent cover product here. Uh, I invented the product here that 
um, it's a baby, another baby product, uh, you know, whether it's in a sports niche, like something I'm familiar with, like boxing, uh, basketball, I have a ton of basketball products, um, kitchen accessory products. So, you know, a lot of people, they teach, they teach this stuff, but they've never really um, launched a product from scratch or they're just reselling products that already exist. So uh, that's what, what differentiates our course. Dang. And um, fully confident that anyone that purchases the course or, or anyone that, that wants more information, I, I think if they make that investment, they'll, they'll never regret it. Like for me, you know, I, I made an initial investment in some of these products and it's now peanuts, you know, compared to what I make now. And yeah, um, yeah. in the beginning, the initial investment, it really depends on the product you're trying to launch. Obviously you don't have to buy any course. You can just kind of do it yourself, but the, the, then your time is your investment. And that's the biggest investment you can, you can, you can make. So if you're going to want to invest, like I did 10, 10 years where you can just piggyback off of everything I learned in those yeah, 10 course. years, that's going to be super beneficial. So you obviously, it depends on what, what, where you're at. If you're young, if you're only 15, you have no money, you have nothing but time, then just, you know, start learning, start, start uh, researching on, on, on YouTube and everything. If you have a little bit more money, like you're in college and you, you got uh, maybe a couple thousand dollars that you want to just put, put aside, or if you don't even have that, maybe invest, maybe partner with someone else who has some some more money but you have a little more time to take a course so maybe they buy the course for you you learn everything you launch the products run it and then you you know profit share like that there's a ton of different opportunities that you can um, you can you can leverage and take advantage of depending on where you're at um, obviously the more money you have the, the, the bigger the investment but for me like this product here the flick love I had I had close to no money. I started off with about uh, like sixty bucks for silicone and, and packaging and, and things like right. that. So I earned sixty bucks, and I think um, just uh, just alone last year, this product did over three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Just this one product. Wow! Started um, so from sixty, huh? Started from sixty bucks. Literally sixty bucks. I made these, and and I wish I had the the original one here. It was just a silicone. There was no uh, there was no buttons or anything. It was just it went around your hand and it went around your fingers. I sold those, I started selling those. And then once I launched this one, two, three years later, the f first year we did maybe like 65, 65 grand in the first year but, uh, with a combination of the product that I was manufacturing in my dorm and then the mm -hmm. professional product. But then after that, everything was kind of streamlined. That's so wild, bro. You, put in that investment, you definitely have to take a little risk in the beginning. But it, again, it depends on the amount of time you want to uh, spend on it versus the amount of, amount of money. But again, you can with the, the strategies if you have the knowledge then it really won't cost that much because i think knowledge is one of the most i guess costly things right if, if i'm going to hire yeah, an time, engineer for time knowledge, knowledge yeah if i'm going to hire an engineer to design me a product they're going to charge me ten thousand dollars if you if you take the course and you're in you know that's a little middle ground so now you're doing the work yourself so it just depends on how much you have to invest in and, and your goals dang well you hear to her first everybody if you want to build a product Moose is your guy. You got to hit him up on Instagram. Go to his website once it's ready. He'll he'll help you out. Wow, that's amazing, bro. I've freaking learned a lot from you. I'd like to keep on talking, but you know, maybe we got to have you back on here, bro. Maybe we got to have you back on in the future because I think uh, I want to yeah, follow definitely. your journey, bro. You're boxing. You're fighting. You're building products. Dang, like I think you got a bright future ahead of you, man. I, there's a lot going on. I, I do have one last thing to say. So, I'm really into personal development. I actually built my, I created my own planner that like kind of takes people through planning out their life. Then it reverse engineers any anything from their life to a yearly goal, to a quarterly goal, to their weekly planning, to their daily. So I have everything built out, and I give away the PDF for free to my students and stuff, and just anybody that wants it. I'm curious, is that like would that also be a product? Like if it was, or is that like a book? 
is a planner would if i printed that out got that all set up on amazon just curious would that be like more on amazon books or would that be a product that you could sell as a planner in like on amazon kind of like how you do it no it's a great product it wouldn't be on books you you'd launch it as a product because it's not it's not like a set it's not like a you know text or you don't have to have it published no anything, yeah it's, but it, it's it's it, a, it, it would, would be, be a planner it would be a plan. Yeah, I think it would be a perfect product. And it's Bro, I have to, I'll have to send you the PDF and you can check it out. Maybe we can, uh, you know, I can take your course or we can figure something out because I'd, oh, yeah. I'd love to get yeah, this get thing it. out. I don't know who would buy it, but I think it's dope. I use it. <laughs> I, well, yeah, there's a ton of different. So Amazon has the Amazon has the market. So if you understand how to do the PPC campaigns, you understand how to do the keyword optimization and uh, people are going to be searching for planners and things like that. Yours is right going to come bro. up. So. I, so I print mine out. Like I, I have, this is my life goal, like the life plan and objective. And then I, I bring it down into like, you, what are my quarterly goals? And then it goes into uh, my weekly planning. So it's all built out and I just have tabs, but I feel like if I put this into like actual, like a, like some, someone could buy it and I was just ready to go. I'd be like, someone would buy it, bro. I can, yeah, I, I I can just give it. I can put you in touch with some manufacturers that can, uh, that could, that can manufacture that in a really cool looking book and, um, have it packaged up really nice. Um, and I think that would be awesome. I think that would, that would, that would do really well on Amazon. Yeah. I love Again, it, there's tons of, tons sold, of man. I'm sold. <laughs> find an angle yeah cool well hey let's uh let you know let's wrap up because i feel like uh we got some good stuff i feel anybody again if you you learn i learned a ton i asked questions i was interested in i hope you guys if you want to ask more questions hit up moose on, on moose underscore seven 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 on instagram hit them up uh you know definitely got a lot to teach you you can learn a lot from this uh moose I'm, I'm glad that you came on here to on here today man let me before we wrap up i want to ask you one last question is there anything you want to leave our listeners with you know that like a gold nugget anything you want to say before we end tonight or today yeah well somebody said y'all both cute so i appreciate that <laughs> yes yes somebody yes that gave, gave jacqueline us some, uh, um yeah yeah jacqueline he's married you know he's got a kid he's got kids but hey we appreciate you that's off the table but um yeah i think just uh you know in anything just uh life's a balance you know you got to be able to balance your balance everything uh but then again you know find something that you really really enjoy and try to make that your income you know i think you know whether it's fighting product development or, or anything like that um like my wife she she was a stay-at-home mom for a while but then she had a little more time and she used to do ballet and um she wanted to kind of find some stuff to do and i was like why don't you go teach ballet like why don't you you know she's like oh it's not really like she didn't have the mindset to think like that's a, a real possibility and right, I'm like, right why not why not it's something you love to do something you're gonna be passionate about that's something that you're gonna um you're gonna grow in you're not just gonna go work somewhere and not have any any stake in that and so she started working there and she loves it so and then she's growing within there and like gonna help Let's maybe go, start man. her own thing and start her own podcast and you know so i would say just uh you know try to find what you love to do and try to find a way that that's going to make you money, you know, with, with social media and uh, with even Amazon, like with Amazon, social media, just uh, the, the communication that we have, uh, the, the how we're connected, you can turn anything in, into income. You can turn anything into cash. So um, just find that niche that you're passionate about and then start thinking about different ways that you can um, capitalize on it. Bro, I'm, I'm passionate about this planner, bro. Like I teach people how to, uh, you know, get into real estate, but I love planning out my life. I love being like having a direction or where you're going. 
I think, I think that's what, you know, I'd love to do something like that. I give you one more thing, like with the planner is like, you know, learn, like you have to, you don't want to sell the benefits of the, or you don't want to sell the features of the planner. So a lot of people get caught up there selling the features. All oh, this planner has this section, this section has right, this, right. this, this, this. All right. Well, there's a hundred other planners I probably have that, well, you have to sell the benefits. What is the benefits that this planner is going to give you? You have to sell to the, the customer that they need this planner. What is this mm -hmm. planner going to give you? It's going to give you X amount more time throughout the day. It's going to give you peace of mind it's going to make you more money all these things are the benefits that planner is going to going to gift you so uh, you don't want to be selling like whether it's advertising or social media or or, or amazon you don't want to be selling the features of your product or, or whatever you're Great. selling you want to be selling the benefits to the customer how it's going to improve their life um, yeah so, the problem I mean, it'll solve problem. correct that's right yep yeah i mean you know all about that man you're solving problems all day I love it. All right, man. Balance is the key. Like J. Cole says, it, life is a balance. Lose your grip. If you don't, you can lose your grip and slip. <laughs> That's like one of the, the lyrics I like from I J. Like Cole. It. But anyway, all right, man. Later. Appreciate it. See you Thanks later. Thanks for having me. me.